Welcome back, everybody, to a very special, I say it every time, but this time I mean it, a very special edition of the Nerds at Night podcast, and not just the Nerds at Night podcast, the Nerds at Night MMA podcast. I know, we did what, Garrett, two of these? Three of these? Yes, I think it's the second one, third one? This is the third is it one. Third one? Yeah, it is. It's You're been right. a long time, you know. A lot has happened since the last podcast, but we're not going to get into that. First, we'll introduce the, I wouldn't say guest, my partner in crime, you know, my cornerman and all of this. What's, what do they do? We should steal some bits. In the blue corner, we have, we have Garrett Wimmer, otherwise known as AKA, was it Phantom Films 100? Yes, sir. AKA. I don't know what else. I don't know what the third thing is, but it's Garrett, everybody. How you doing, Garrett? You're doing good, man. Garrett Wimmer, German Riot from Phantom Films 100. German. <laughs> How could I forget? The infamous quote. <laughs> How could I forget? My notes are ruined. My credibility is shot. I've been That's taken, why I'm here, man. I've been taken to the back room by the Fertitas, and they put a gun to my head. I've lost. They've taken my credentials. I'm no longer allowed to cover MMA. Look, man, I got you, man. Hey, guys, welcome to the Nerds at Night podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wimmer here. <laughs> but no, uh, today we've linked back up, hopefully the first of many. I really want to start doing this again uh, to talk about, honestly, the best fight night and I don't know how long. A long the time? Best one. Yeah, I I don't watch a lot of fight nights, so I'm gonna the, dare I say the best, the most entertaining card this whole year. Yeah, that's safe to say. Honestly, I hate when like it makes me so mad because like this these six fights in the main card were probably better than any pay per view main card they put together. <laughs> and they out here charging like what eighty nine dollars, like eighty bucks for pay per views now. Hey, you know you gotta you gotta think though those pay per view guys they're gonna be more top tier and uh, it's oh. gonna be harder to. Get some finishes off, you know? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gane. Cyril Gane piece Francis up for two rounds and then get laid on and not try to do anything. Either one. No ground and pound. No submissions. Nothing. That fight was special, though, because hey, like it was just fight. surreal. I'm not, I'm not shitting on the fight. I don't... I, I'm not a... We're not casuals. We enjoy wrestling. But what I don't enjoy is no... That's one of those fights where I want them to stand them up sometimes because ain't nothing happening. No, no, like I, I get, I totally get what you mean. But what I'm saying is, it's surreal to see uh, Francis Ngano. Yeah, like as soon as he goes for a freaking takedown, it's just like, what the fuck? Francis like, oh. shooting a double leg. The whole world just went oh <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> it I was, loved it. It, I loved it. It was great. The, I hope we could see him again. The coronation of Strogon has to wait. But no, yeah, we're talking about UFC London, the first London event since. The beginning of the rebirth of Jorge Masvidal when he knocked out Darren Till. That was the last time we went to London. The three-piece in the soda happened on it that event. So tragic. It caused a whole freaking pandemic, man. Yeah, we were supposed to go back. I say we. The UFC was supposed to go back to London beginning of 2020 with what's supposed to be the Leon Edwards-Tyron Woodley card. And, of course, you know, COVID, that got canceled. Then they were supposed to go back in September, which would have been the if you all remember the Derek Till, Derek Darren Till, Derek Brunson card, which was Patty Pimblett's debut. That card was supposed to take place in London, but of course, you know, once again COVID struck its ugly head. And then finally, we've returned to London. And honestly, they should just do. I want the UFC to have like a London, like you know how NXT has NXT UK. I want mm-hmm. UFC UK. I love these ones. The London crowds are so much better than any American crowd has ever been. That's true, man. Uh, American crowds are kind of obnoxious. I I know it sounds ironic because British crowds they just yell and chant shit, but it's it's fun, you know. It's it's all it's all in the name of sport and everything. American people they're just assholes. It's assholes. They boo really early. They chant USA when it's two USA fighters fighting. <laughs> um. They just scream, but like, so when Tai Tuivasa walks out to Barbie Girl, right? Everyone mm-hmm. just claps. If like Patty Pimba walked out to Barbie Girl, the entire arena in unison would be singing along with him. That's what I'm saying, and that's what I want to hear. I want to see. I want to 
I want the Darren Till walkout when he walked out in UFC Liverpool and everyone sung with him. I want like when they go when the Bellator went to Dublin and the whole crowd sang, uh, sang "Zombie." That's the kind of crowd I want. Those are the best crowds. Any any immersive crowd, like just this whole crowd tonight, really got me invested into the into the show. Like catching the main event, it was a really. I don't even know how long the main card was. It went by really quickly though. It, like, I we'll, thought whole thing was good. We'll get to like yeah. Everything was what you said. We said one, one decision fight in the main card. Yes. And if you count Everything the prelims, only three decision fights. Every there's yeah nine finishes on the card. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, those fight nights tend to deliver surprisingly. I really need to catch more of them, but I just never get around to doing it. Unless we're doing one of these Nerds of Night podcasts, of course. <laughs> I try to I try to at least catch I used to like last year I was good about watching all of them. This year once stuff's uh, got back to more normal, I'll watch like the la- like I'll be like, Oh oh like this next week I'll probably watch the Blade Dawkus fight and maybe the flyweight fight, but I'm like I'm not tuning in to watch half these fights, who cares? <laughs> I don't. I think the last one I watched was the TJ and uh, Sanhagen one because oh, that was a fight night card. I think. Yeah, what a fight that was. Oh yeah. I still think Sanhagen won, but that being said, we'll start the night off. You know, the first fight, lightweight bout. We got Ilya Toporia from Spain and Georgia. I always forget. He's like what? He's from Georgia. Grew up in Spain. But he's a Georgian. Uh, knocked out Jai Herbert, the uh, what's it, the Black Country banger, in the second round, and what a fight this was! The, the Georgian or German? I swear they thought they said he was born in Germany or something. I think he's Georgian because the whole pre-fight beef with Patty Pimblet, I guess, stemmed from an Instagram comment where Patty said something about Russia was right for invading Georgia. And it oh. pissed off Elia and the dude that Marab, who fights with Aljamain Sterling, I guess they were both like going out on Instagram. And that's what caused Elia Taporia to, when they threw the beer bottle at him and they had the little scuffle in the hotel lobby. I don't know if you saw the video of that or not. Oh, yeah, the Germex, yeah, the, old, the old hand sanitizer. Yeah, that was, I guess that stemmed from some Instagram comments that Patty made about the country of Georgia. No, gotcha. but, but back to the fight. Uh, what a crazy like these! I mean, most of these fights had a crazy pace. Um, Jai Herbert had the guy dead to rights pretty much in the first round. Was piecing him up. Got him with that swift old head kick, man. I was I saw that at first. I couldn't remember who won that fight going into it. So when I saw that head kick, I was like, "Oh fuck! This this is the guy that like made Ryan Hall look like child's play, and now he's over here getting rocked by lightweights and." And yeah, it just came back like a freaking stud. And then, and we're gonna get to the Molly McCann knockout next. This, when people keep saying knockout of the year contender, I think this knockout's way more impressive because he's walking him down right, and then he hits him with a disgusting body shot, clean right to the like middle of the stomach, and you mm-hmm. see Jai like flinch his whole body, and then follows it up with a right, uh, right hook right on the chin. It's a video game knockout. He falls face first right on the mat. Pop. Doesn't throw any follow-up shots. Hits the hits the Mark Hunt walk away KO. Dude, this is a straight UFC two style fucking knockout. It Just really blitz was. of hooks. <laughs> it's gone everywhere. <laughs> it fucking got his ass. This is a Requis style knockout. It was a Requis style knockout. <laughs> we don't throw jab straights around here. No Man. sir. He of course calls out the uh, the blonde bitch as he calls him Patty Pimblet. Mm-hmm. Give me the blonde bitch. I want that blonde <laughs> bitch. Jai Herbert, the only countryman to lose on the main card. Yeah, that surprised me. For some reason, I thought like every English guy won on the card, but I was wrong. But uh, what a it was a nice fight. Elias stays undefeated. I believe he's what thirteen and 12 and zero now. He's now ranked 15th in the featherweight. I guess that was that lightweight. He normally fights. Yeah, he's 12 and 0. He's ranked 15 in featherweight. Uh, I don't know what he goes from here. This is three straight knockouts now. Like you just said, he knocked out Ryan Hall last uh, last July. Really didn't really beat the shit out of Ryan Hall. Be not be put it in a nice way. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah. He uh, the Amari role just was not working out for him at I mean, all. Then I mean, he got nasty ground to pound until. And then Ryan Hall, Ryan Hall's a weird guy, but 
<laughs> no, but he, yeah, he was a nasty fight. I don't know what he fights now. I don't know why he's fighting a what the deal. I think he missed weight in his last fight, so I don't know if that's why he's fighting it. Did he miss weight? <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to fight um, uh, UFC 270 in January, and then he uh, was supposed to fight Charles Jordan, and then he got hurt or something. He had a medical issue due to cutting weight. And they got pulled oh, from the card, like, on weigh-in day. Yeah. Because the commentators didn't even know either. Like, they, like he was doing so well in featherweight. and They didn't know why he was making his way up to lightweight. But, yeah, that would make sense, though, if he was having issues. Yeah, he's 5'7". So, he just, I mean, even in the, you look at the fight, he looked a little small for, like, for lightweight. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's he's because really Jai Herbert's just tall. Well, Jai Herbert's 6'1", so it looks like, I'm trying to think. I know we'll get He's to this very in a muscular. second. Dan Herbert, uh, Dan Hooker, is he tall and lightweight, or is he about average size? Everybody, He's about average size, everybody in lightweight, right? He's very linky. I think he's close to the same height because I, when I saw him fighting featherweight there, I was just like, man, I feel like he should be bigger than that right. because you so, see him standing next to like Izzy, and he's like about the same same height as Israel. If I'm Taporia, if it's just a weight cut issue, I guess he has to fight at 155 now. I mean, like you said, probably someone in the top fifteen. Because if he's fifteen, if he's fourteenth in featherweight, I think they usually like to, you know, you keep your ranking when you move up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he got the win. So. I'm looking at lightweight. Who's lower ranked? Like, I guess Dan Hooker's thirteen, but I don't want to see Dan Hooker fight someone nasty again. Let him, let that man rest. <laughs> give, give that dude, a, <laughs> give him a pillow. That'd be nice. Honestly, give him a. Pin. Like, like Diego Ferreira is 15th in lightweight at the time. You have like Rafael Faziz, but it seems like he's trying to fight higher. Gregor Gillespie. I don't know. Really, I guess I don't know what to do with Ilya. It's like, I don't, lightweight's so weird. I don't know who he'd fight. But definitely move, keep keep that man moving up in competition. Let's get that man moving up. Yeah, dude, dude's a killer. Yeah, he needs to keep getting pushed forward. And I it might get the patty fight next. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, not to skip too far ahead, it doesn't sound like Patty's too interested in it, but you never know. It's already got a blood feud. But, well, next in the card, Garrett, we had uh, the only lady fight of the night. Ooh. Meatball Molly McCann. Defeated uh, Luana Carolina, is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah, Carolina. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Spinning back elbow in the third round. Vicious KO. Um, it was great until she ran into the crowd to grab that title belt. I don't know what that was all about. But she looked like she got him out early in the first round, pieced her up. Looked like she gassed out. Second round, you know, a lot of the same. And then third round, that net, like, set her up perfectly and then just whopped her. With a disgusting yeah, Paul Felder esque spinning elbow. Shit was fucking nasty, dude. I think this is the first uh, meatball McCain fight that I've seen, and uh, yeah, dude, she's she's a bad bitch, man. <laughs> <laughs> just walk forward, just boxing, brawling, little care, just throwing random spinning body shots and shit. <laughs> just, just just having a great old time out there, and it showed. And the celebration afterwards was was really nice. It was really sweet, and that that little uh, like brotherly love they have with her and Patty is also very adorable. It's amazing. I love it. I love nothing more than two liver puddlians. <laughs> Good old liver puddle. If puddlians. only Darren Till could win some fights, we could have a three peat. That really makes me sad. Hey, Cashmet's working on it, man. That's his next challenge. Is I love to the have Darren Till in a fight. I love the pictures they Photoshop it to make Darren Till look like fat Darren Till. And he's hanging with Jasmine. <laughs> but no, yeah, crazy finish, great moment. Uh, crowd was into it. It's I, I think it's the first. No, I watched the fight on Brunson too, and she didn't get the finish, but she pieced the lady up for three rounds. And like, yeah, she's just relentless. Like Meatball's a great name, right? Because she, like you said, she just keeps throwing. She's spinning constantly, body shots constantly. Like she's she's hunting for a finish all. All the time. I don't know what her ceiling is. I mean, she's fighting at 125, so I mean, she's not ranked. She's pretty far away from the title. But you think like 
It's so weird any women that fights at 125 because you think about Valentina and it's just like, well, this is cool, but I mean, Valentina fucking destroy her, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you said ceilings. I'm like, Valentina's the ceiling. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's as far as I go. And then it's like, the division's so weird because it's like, I don't even know anyone else in that division because she she's cleaned it out so much. So it's just like, if you told me Molly McCann knocked out two more people like this and then fought Valentina, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh-uh. No, it's like when Amanda was still champion. Like right. anyone who won like two or three fights got a title shot. If like, you have was... any kind of buzz, they're going to throw you in a title shot to try to sell that pay-per-view. Yeah, freaking... Uh... Megan Anderson scraped Alpha Cat's eye with a toenail and she got a title shot. So, Megan Anderson yeah. coming off back-to-back losses wins one fight and then gets a title shot because there's no one else breathing at 145. <laughs> but that fight was a mate, like you said, the finish. People are calling that finish the year or knockout of the year. I still think the Deporia knockout was a little... Give me because the fight was back and forth. And it's like, I feel like Carolina should have seen the elbow coming. It was very obvious what she was doing. You know what I mean? I think she got a little too overzealous. You could tell in the, in the third round, though, her opponent was getting very... She was starting to actually enjoy it a little bit. You yeah. know, she was starting to get her groove. And I think she just got a little too overzealous and just might not have been paying attention Oh yeah. when they got to clinch. But and then we Obviously. Got, we got to the third fight. Iceland's own. He's from Iceland, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Iceland's own Gunner, uh, Gunny Nelson. I was going to say his middle name, but I don't speak, uh, I can't pronounce that word. Uh, <laughs> Gunner Nelson defeats, um, what the hell happened to my screen? Defeats Takashi Sato, 30-26 uh, <laughs> on all three scorecards. Uh, just a dominant performance by Gunner Nelson. He really put it on him. It um, was like, Oh, sorry, go no, ahead. You're good. You keep going, keep going. Okay. It was a lot like the Colby and Jorge fight in the sense like you could literally watch the fight, see what's happening, take a nap, wake up five minutes later, and it looks the exact same. Like every round from one to three, Gutter had his back and was just beating the shit out of him. Because <laughs> he wouldn't give him the rear naked choke. He was big brothering him the whole time. The only difference is at the when they called the bell, Takashi Sato didn't say, let's go again. Like you didn't just get your ass kicked for 25 minutes. Right, right. And then fight in the parking lot. Allegedly. <laughs> I Breaking lo- news here. I love it. It's like he gets his beat and then like, the commentators, they could go five more rounds. Like, why? You, got his, you literally got your ass kicked for 25 minutes. Why are you still acting tough, Jorge? You Maybe he'll be stop, tired. You couldn't stop one takedown. You got one punch in, and that was it. Maybe Kobe will get tired after 10 rounds. Right. <laughs> it's called porn star cardio, you know. <laughs> but no, it's nice to see Gunnar Nelson get a win. You know, teammate of Conor McGregor. We love Governor. We love Gunnar Nelson over here. Oh yeah. This is what a second fight went. Well, no, first he lost back to back fights. Yeah, he was on a stint, and I guess according to the commentary, he fought the Mountain from Game of Thrones in like a little grappling match, and he broke his ribs. <laughs> so he's been gone for two years or something like that. But he's back now. Yeah, he's coming off back-to-back losses to Gilbert Burns and Leon Edwards. So it's like that's he, not he's losing to the top of the top. Literally, yeah, yeah. Last time he won was 2018. He beat Cowboy Oliveira. And then, yeah, lost to Leon, lost to Go Burns. I don't need to go on a tangent. I was going to go on a tangent how it's so funny that people give shit for Leon for beating Gunnar Nelson. And then, but then Gilbert Burns literally beats the same people Leon beats and then acts like he's better. But then, oh, I hate Gilbert Burns so much. <laughs> My man, could have you could have beat Kamaru Usman if you just didn't gash yourself out doing literally any nothing. I don't know what the hell he fucking got tired in that fight. Yeah, he got landed the clean shot, and I guess he just got way too excited. I don't know. He dropped him, it, and then all of a sudden, like, it's like he gassed out by dropping him. Like, he dropped him, he was like, oh, I'm dead. I'm literally like the, dead. Yeah, like an adrenaline dump or something. It was weird. <laughs> and then he just laid on his back while Kamaru Usman kicked the fuck out of his ass just over for three minutes. <laughs> that was that was the deal in the back, you know? It's like, I can get like, one good shot on you, and you take it, you can, you can finish me. But no, for Gunnar Nelson, I'd like to see him fight. If he, I mean, I see him more active. Uh, it would be nice to see what I'm trying to say. Uh, it'd be nice to see him fight somebody not quite to the level Gilbert Burns or um, Leon Edwards, but maybe someone in the rankings. I don't think, yeah, he's no longer ranked. Uh, 
But it ooh, I don't know, one seventy, right? Like cowboy. Cowboy's got to fight. He's fighting next. But time. after the fight, dude fights like five times a year. That's true. I think Cowboy's done, man. I think Cowboy's. I think Cowboy's uh, winding down, sir. This you, might be his last fight with Lozano. Cowboy sure. alone, okay. I love Cowboy. Okay. <laughs> cowboy. That's why I want to see him fight. Cowboy <laughs> I'm trying to look at Walter Ray real quick. He's not ranked. Uh, you know, he could rematch Santiago Ponzinibbio. He knocked got knocked out by him in like 2017. So I mean, that'd be a fun fight. You know, get a revenge. Maybe like yeah, a, maybe. the leech, Jeff Neal, something like that would be fun for Gunnar Nelson. I, that's what's sad. He's just one of those guys I don't ever see getting to the title, but just being the guy right above, like the like Volkov, you know, just like right there, gatekeeping status, you yeah. know, to the stars. Volkov, and, modern day RDA. <laughs> Is it RDA, modern day RDA? <laughs> well, that's what I meant. Like, he's like modern day RDA because, like, <laughs> modern like RA was a champion but like now already it's like you're never going to win the belt again but you're just going to beat up on these younger people and then get your ass kicked anytime you try to move up yeah just make oh, as much money as you can yeah. and get out of there sure like Dustin Poirier huh <laughs> the gatekeeper <laughs> for the top for the yeah. <laughs> yeah poor Poirier man <laughs> poor, poor Poirier poor Robert Whitaker you can beat everyone but the champion Literally, if someone holds it's... the belt, you get a, you get you can't beat them. But you can be you can beat them when they lose the belt. It's not when they hold the belt, right? But no, yeah, circa cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We just booked it. We talked to we talked to well, who's the guy from Sure Dog? We talked to Joe Silva. Joe Silva said, uh, "Gunner Nelson, <laughs> cowboy in the works from Sure Dog." <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, the people's main event, as they said, Patty, the baddie, Pimblet, defeats Kazula Vargas, rear naked choke, three minutes and 50 seconds in the first round. Um, I think people overbook, like, great fight. You know, Patty knows how to sell a fight. Walkout's amazing. Looks great. Uh, grappling, outstanding. Once he got, like, the guy didn't, once he got, once he took him down, there was nothing Vargas could have done. It just looked like he was just. All Patty was doing was just softening up until he finally got that choke. I think people were kind of making too much of the punch Vargas landed on him. Like they're like he was really rocked. I didn't look like it didn't look like Patty was like rocked that bad at all. You know what I mean? Like he got punched and like fell, and then looks like he got punched and immediately shot for a takedown. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was the way he did go for the takedown. It did seem kind of panicky, like yeah. just to try to make some range and some distance. And immediately he fell on his back. That's it's true. almost like he. It's almost like he tried to pull some sort of weird guard scenario, but, <laughs> uh, but dude, yeah, that freaking hip toss from the cage was literally picture perfect, and then just everything after that, leading up to the choke, was just like, goddamn. If this guy gets a few more wins like that, dude, with this hype, he's gonna be a big star. I mean, I, I know that sounds stupid and obvious, but like, I, I didn't really care for him. I think it was mostly because of his haircut, but like going into this and like just hearing the crowd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, but just hearing that whole crowd and everything was really, really awesome, and just, just the pure excitement from everyone involved, especially after he won that fight, it was just, it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see more from him. It's really like a better version of Sean O'Malley. How dare you? And what I mean by that is like you know O'Malley, right? <laughs> they kept like trying to build him or build him as like the next McGregor, right? And I know like that's unreasonable to expect from anybody. Mm-hmm. But it feels like there's really not this hype around O'Malley. Like I feel like it's all manufactured hype. You know what I mean? To an extent, I mean everyone's excited for an O'Malley fight. I think that's yeah. I think that's fair to say. But like Patty already has like the backing of all of England behind right. him. I said like like you said if Patty wins, like you said, two more fights, then it's like you throw him in the. They even just give him two more pillows, and he comes out and. Like unranked guys, he comes out and just knocks him out in the first round. It's really gonna be a Conor McGregor situation again. Then you have him headline a fight card against like a ten, a ranked ten guy in Liverpool, and it's gonna be absolutely insane. Hold on. Dude. But no, he's this guy. Like you said, it's he's the real deal, the absolute Dude, real deal. I cannot wait. Can you imagine Patty versus Chandler? Oh my god, where would you <laughs> put that fight? Would you put it in England? Oh man! I think you just have Patty fight exclusively in England. That's fair. Yeah, he needs to be like. You do not take him out of England. 
he's the Vitor of his division. You know, just don't take him out of England and just let him do his thing. Have all the hype in the world. And yeah, I'd I'd love that. Patty versus I, Chandler. That's a hell of a fight. Dude, I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> thing is though. Patty doesn't have that. Patty's been hurt twice now in a fight, right? I it's like I feel like if someone had any kind of real power, Patty could be in danger. You know what I mean? True, but Chandler apparently lost his chin or something because I mean he's been getting knocked out by like Charles Oliveira and shit. Hey, so. did you watch that Justin Gagey fight? He was walking him down then. After getting he was. Kick. That was a fun I, fight. I, oh, I love that fight so much. I guess that really shows you know it all matters about placement and timing not necessarily velocity because yeah he got the shit beat out of him in that fight but never really got dropped and freaking charles landed one clean hook out of a sway and freaking fit him the la la land charles Oliveira, champ for life he's gonna break khabib's right streak we're gonna forget about I'm... khabib when charles Oliveira is retired he can go down the you greatest can... lightweight of all time you, you imagine folks. like i will i kind of want to see this image in my head of just like charles actually like take like doing a power takedown on gaichi I don't. I just see it in my head right now. Just imagine Charles Oliveira knocking out Justin Gagey in the first round. Fuck. <laughs> just, the dude would be goaded. What's I think is I already know the fight's gonna happen. It's gonna be just like the last two fights. Gagey's gonna drop Oliveira, and then Oliveira's in the second. And then he's gonna keep. Then Gagey's gonna gas himself out trying to finish him in the second round. Oliveira's gonna, like you said, he's gonna. Just choke him out. Do something. Standing guillotine. Call it now. Standing guillotine. Not doing no backpack. It's gonna be standing guillotine, a la John Jones versus uh, Leota. Leota. We're gonna have we're gonna have Gagey fall against the cage. <laughs> As a uh, Charles Oliveira is flexing. So it's gonna be a standing one, or is it gonna be like a flying guillotine? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I like what I'm hearing now. Uh, I want flying armbar like. Demetrius Johnson did the Ray Board. <laughs> yeah, with the mighty whiz bar. Dude, I'm down for Bring it. Let's get it. Back. No, yeah. That's Pat, what I'm saying. Patty's the real deal. Uh, it's only a moment, like you said. I think it's these two fights away from being in main events with gigantic people. Honestly, probably one fight away. At this point, yeah. His hype train's way too big. Dana's got a hard on, and it's just it's choo-choo from there. I think Dana said they're going. he plans on going back to England sometime. Like in September, if Patty fights on that card, wins again. He'll probably be the co-main in that fight at least. He'll probably Ooh. go to, if he wins that, then we're talking like next next year. It's like Patty Pimblett versus RDA, Benil Daryush, someone like that. Oh no, not Daryush. Daryush is the run killer. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Speaking of killers. And the feather. The next co-main event we had, Almighty Arnold Allen, knocking out our sweet Nerds at Night Prince, Dan Hooker in the first round. Yeah, it's sad to see, man. I mean, it's incredible that Bobby Lashley was able to cut that much weight for that fight, but he did a great <laughs> job, all things considered. It was sad. I looked like I. I thought Dan Hooker hit him one, like clipped him once, but mm-hmm. they kept saying like on the even the broadcast. They're like, oh, Arnold Allen slipped. Not saying the no. UFC's had a pro. Not saying because they had Bisping and my boy John Gooden. There was a pro England par- uh, commentary team. If only we still had Dan Hardy, we could have all three English people. It would have been the, my dream commentary team. But it looked like Dan Hooker caught him. And then once Dan Hooker caught him, Arnold Allen just unleashed. He just said, screw my stamina bar. Shook it I'm off. Just, I'm just <laughs> smashing strikes. There's some Dude, kicks yeah. to the head. There's a nasty knee, and then just just dominant. Just put Dan Hooker away. It was very watching Dan Hooker crumble like that was very sad. Yeah, I never, I never want to see him in featherweight again. He that was such a bad idea. He didn't do well in the first place. I know he thought he had more experience, but it's just the weight cut, man. That's just too yeah. much to deal with. And he, like, he's he too big now. Good in featherweight in the first place. Like he was what three and three in featherweight. Like yeah, now he's three and four. He had a run. He had a run in lightweight. He knocked out some big people. Honestly, mm-hmm. was piecing up Dustin Poirier for like two and a half rounds. Yeah, got too almost, excited. Almost had him out of there. Got we knocked out had... by Michael Chandler. And then what? Beat some no-name guy, right? And then got knocked, get tapped out by Islam? 
Yeah. So it's like he's losing to the best in the world. Yeah. Just he keeps the, accepting fights with the best in the world. He's just I like, get, yeah, like, fuck I get it. Those checks, right? You're getting, he's getting paid. He's, he's, he's stuck out of New Zealand. You got to do something, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know for him, I just like, they need to do the thing where they just have him fight like two or three. What they should have done with Kevin Gastelum for a while, or I think they're, they're still doing with Gastelum, just have him fight a bunch of like unranked, the people on the verge of being ranked on the lightweights. I'd love it. Or just have him fight older people. Have him fight like the, give him the Randy Orton gimmick. Let him be a legend killer. <laughs> That's the same. We can have him go up to welterweight and take out Cerrone. God bless. Let him um, fight Jim Miller. Let him fight <laughs> Matt Brown. Dude, dude, that'd be legit, right? Let Matt Brown, Dan Carl- Hooker. Carlos Condit retire. Bring Carlos Condit out of retirement. Let Dan Hooker. Yeah, fight that'd be a good fight. I think I think Hooker could go up to welterweight. That'd be. I'd, I'd be interested to see that. Six, what, six one six two. We just looked it up. Yeah, he's. The problem is frame. He's just like those New Zealand. Like him and Izzy both just have such lean frames. For real, yeah, he's and like he would have no problem making multiweight. That's probably his natural weight, if not middleweight. But he's a big right. dude. The problem is, it seems like his chin's shot a little bit. Uh, no, because he didn't get dropped in that last fight. No, I mean, yeah, he got was, stunned. You're like, it was standing. He hasn't been dropped since. Michael Chandler, right? Yeah. Yeah. He just got overwhelmed, it seemed like. It was just, he just kept getting hit and just couldn't really fight back. And that was about it. He kept throwing up a knee (laughs) trying to catch him. Take Dan Hooker. Don't let him fight the rest of the year. Let him take at least the summer off. Maybe come back November, October, something like that. And then, yeah, fight some unranked, fight some like younger people. I'd be down to see it. Test test new blood. Stop giving him killers. Yeah, I'd say his choice though. Yeah, you know, it's right. It says he's he's one from the fights. As far as Arnold Allen goes, I mean, it's crazy. He's getting Leon Edwards. He's the Leon Edwards featherweight division. I don't know how you win nine straight fights. What's that? One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, nine straight fights in the UFC. Eleven fights total in a row. Or t- yeah, eleven fights total in a row. And we haven't. He's not even ranked, or he's not. Well, like, or he's number six. He's number six now. But you're not fighting. He's not fighting ring people, which is wild. Call me a bad fan. I only knew uh, uh, Alan because he was the first character in the featherweight division on (laughs) UFC (laughs) three. Like, I didn't. I thought he was just like some sort of jobber to the stars. I had no clue who he was. And then, yeah, here. I saw this fight today. I'm just like, holy fuck! How have I not heard of this guy or seen this guy at all? The problem is that he's a decision machine. You know. And he fights once a year. Like, he fought once in 2021, once in 2020. Fought twice in 2019, but then once in 2018, once in 2016, once in 2017, once in 2015. So it's like he's only fighting once per year. And they're almost always going to decisions. He's got no highlights, I guess. Like, no real highlights. His biggest, I mean, the fight before this is he beat Sadiq Youssef. And then Gilbert Melendez, Nikki Lentz. That's really it, and the old decisions. True. Yeah, he's he's fighting the, l- the lesser ranked guys and only winning decision. That's not a good look. He called out Calvin uh, Cater. You know, I like that fight. I could see it, especially dude. this is a. I mean, he knocked out. He looked good. Knocked out Dan Hooker, who's a pretty big opponent. He I guess I he's number six in featherweight. So. True. I was saying Max Holloway. I know that might be jumping to conclusions right away, but I was like, bro, I saw this guy. I was like, I want to see this guy fight Max Holloway. I like it. I don't know why. <laughs> I think Max Holloway is supposed to fight Josh Emmett, though. I think they talked ooh. about that. You said fighting who? a wrestler. No, I said ooh, <laughs> like fighting. Now he's fighting a wrestler. Now that's good. Yeah, he's. He, I think Max Holloway's been fighting a lot of these striker guys. He needs to fight more wrestlers, like like Josh Emmett. I know Max Holloway pulled out of the title fight. I guess he hurt his hand, but he's healthy now. I guess he said he's the back. He's acting as backup right now for the title fight in case someone falls out. And then he, uh, yeah, they're working on him versus Josh Emmett. I'd be down to see that. That's a good fight. You know, Emmett's a very powerful dude. And like I said, great wrestling on top of that. And I don't think Holloway's wrestling has ever really been tested that much. Well, except by Volkanovski, and that's why Volkanovski won the fight, right? Uh, was it takedown-based? I know the leg kicks. The, first, the second yeah. fight was takedown-based because he 
took him, he took him down in the fifth round and just kind of held, didn't like do anything, but just was like holding him. No, there was no ground and pound or anything. That's why it was so controversial because like you took him down, but you didn't do anything with the takedown. And then and Holloway, he's a, and Holloway dropped him twice. He's a former rugby player, and he's able to take down Max Holloway. I think Josh Emmett would probably have no problem doing that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Is Max Holloway, what was the last takedown guy he fought? I guess Frankie Edgar. Saying. And he beat Frankie Edgar. Yeah, because Frankie's like half his size. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> it wasn't much of a... Prior was mostly... Ortega wasn't a takedown guy. No. And he beat, the, and he, and he beat Josie Aldo twice. I mean, Anthony Pettis, not much of a wrestler. Mm-mm. I mean, all de- all good grapplers, but none of them really known for going for takedowns. So, yeah. Cub Swanson? Uh, no, not really. He's a kickboxer. <laughs> Charles Oliveira? <laughs> did he fight Charles Oliveira? Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Fifteen broke like he Charles Oliveira, like didn't he like Charles Oliveira like, hurt his neck or something like that? And that's why the fight got stopped. Yeah, they like dislocated his collarbone or some shit. Didn't yeah, he? he got dropped. Like he he got they they fell to the ground. All of a sudden, he was holding his he was just holding his neck. Yeah, something got fucked up. Yeah, that that would have been. Oh man, if that if that would have been lightweight Charles Oliveira though, I would have loved to see that. Can you imagine? No, Arnold Allen's yeah, he's ranked six, so he's definitely fighting in the top five. I'm just looking like you got Volkanovski versus Zombie. Ortega doesn't have a fight right right now. Uh no, he's probably recovering. Are they doing Yair versus Ortega? Is that what I heard? I would be down for it, but that probably won't be happening for like another. Four months, probably. Right. I mean, you have Yair still there, and then you have uh, Calvin Cater, and that's all that's above Arnold Allen. So he called out Calvin Cater. I could see them doing that fight since he wants it. The only other one that's not booked, like, is Yair. Yair Arnold Allen would be fun, but then I just see Yair kicking the shit out of him. Think so? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, this is my first exposure to. Uh, Mr. Allen. Allen here, yeah, Mr. Allen. So, I mean, honestly, impressive performance. Yeah, I love Dan Hooker, and just yeah, seeing that happen was sad. Uh, but regardless of that, just tra- treated him like he was nothing. Just walked right through him, and that's still impressive. Oh yeah, it was a, especially just like we said, it was a sad day. We cried when we saw our, our young man, the hangman, get knocked out. I hate to see it. But moving to the main event, and I don't think we've talked about I'm going to be very hyperbolic here. Tom <laughs> Arsenal, straight arm barred, Alexander Volkov. Uh, and just an impressive performance. He was piecing him on the feet. He's just so quick. Is Tom Aspinall a better version of Cyril Ghosn? Uh Style-wise and all that, he's not quite the same. But yeah, I, I know. Whenever I was first watching, this was the first fight I've seen of him too. Like his fucking speed, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this guy's a problem. Like as soon as I saw those hands start coming out, three, four piece combos, I'm like, he oh my god. Doesn't look like a heavyweight, and not like I don't mean that because the size, because he's definitely just as big. Like he didn't look small against Volkov, and Volkov no. is probably the biggest heavyweight height wise, right? Yes, and Shrew ain't fighting. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like Volkov looks big, and that's when I look just as big as him. And he was beating him up like it looked like honestly looked like a middleweight guy in there, the way Easily. he moves. And I don't know mm-hmm. anyone that moves like that at heavyweight. Like we say, Cyril Gon because he's the only one that's kind of light on his feet. But Cyril Gon's a very slow style, right? Like he fights yeah. like he fights like a heavyweight Wonder Boy almost. Yeah, like a Wonder Boy, or, a, or I guess Wonder Boy's be a better option than Jones. Yeah, but like yeah, very uh, high or single shot high variance. This yeah. guy was. Winging combos, dude. He was combos, throwing his shots. Hand speed, shooting for takedowns, and he then gets the... a takedown. He does. He immediately goes for submissions. Like I don't know. Like they they kept saying like what other heavyweight goes for submissions. Like it's like the hand speed of stuff like kind of like Stipe mixed with like the Olenek. take the takedowns of like yeah. I was like it's like if you put Olenek, Cyril gone like Olenek and Stipe and like a mix. You know what I mean? Uh, this guy's going to be champion. Like, Tom Aspinall is going to win the heavyweight championship. Assuming Francis doesn't, like, fight. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, every time I'm seeing Francis evolve, it's crazy. Just, he gets better after every fight. Yeah, I guess, and... okay, right. With, without Francis, because uh, Francis won't fight again this year, right? Because he's torn his ACL. He's probably gone for the year. Yeah, he just had knee surgery. He's uh, It went well, though, apparently. So, 
he might not be gone for too too long. Assuming he fights again in the UFC, I don't know though. That's the fun part. Dana, pay the man. Yeah, pay hundred percent. Give him everything he wants. Pay him and Jones. <laughs> for real. We don't want to leave the heavyweight division in a limbo of what ifs. But so we have I'm looking above him. He called out Tai Tuivasa, which I think Tom Aspinall wins that fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a good idea though, because Tuivasa is on a fucking jetpack right now to the title, and I think Stipe would make the most sense for Tom Aspinall or for Tai Tuivasa. For Tai Tuivasa, yeah. If I'm Tai Tuivasa, I don't take the Aspinall fight unless it is. Now here's this thing, right? Here's what I think. I don't think it's possible. They're gonna want to. It's he just had knee surgery. They're gonna want to do an interim title fight soon, right? Mm-hmm. The only way if you're Tuivasa do you take it is if the title fight's Cyril Gon, Stipe Miocic. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think Cyril Gon's still right there. He only lost to Francis, and it was a close fight. And there's still John Jones sitting in the wake. I don't think they pay John Jones. I like as much as I want, as much as I would love to wake up and see Ariel Hawani reports John Jones versus Stipe Miocic for the interim title fight. They're going to pay him. It's not going to happen. I think Dana brought that up. He, he was in talks. He's like, we're going to get pay, this fight. If happen. they pay John Jones, they don't pay Francis, right? <laughs> Probably. If John Jones wins and John Jones, you get John Jones the heavyweight champion. You pay Francis for one fight, right? And then it's over? Pretty much, yeah. Just give Francis a one-fight contract, see if he beats, your, uh, see if he beats John Aspinall, Jones. It's like, hey, we future champion. Then it's like, I don't know, John Jones, Francis. I want to see that way more than I want to see Tom Aspinall fight anybody. That's what I'm saying, dude. We got stars right now. Let's Heavyweight, if, if, somehow, so look look at heavyweight all of a sudden becoming a fun division after years of being nothing. That's what I'm saying, dude. All these, all these big dudes just being big dudes. And now you got these big dudes, dudes being, being really... Dudes. Dudes being dudes, you know? Yeah, so like, <laughs> Curtis Blades is fighting Chris Dawkins, and I think that fight, if Blades wins, could do something. Dawkins just got knocked out by Derek Lewis, so I don't understand why he, if he won, what that would do for his chances, like, put some wins together. Nah, Curtis Blades is done. He's in the Dan Hooker position right now. And plus, honestly, like, hey, Lee, Curtis, Curtis is... Curtis only lost one fight, man. I mean, he's only lost to Lewis and then Ngannou twice. I think he still beats everyone else. But he's already lost to Nagano twice. That's the issue. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I think if that's why I said I don't think this fight matters, right? Because they're like, they're like Derek Lewis. Uh, I mean, uh, Curtis Blades versus Dawkins could throw a wrench in the heavyweight plans. I'm like, no, that's just too. They're headlining that card because uh, <laughs> Jan Blahovich got hurt. That's why they're headlining that card. It's supposed <laughs> to be Jan versus Alexander Rakic. That's why they're headlining. Oh, is that what happened? Damn. Yeah, next, like this week on the Ohio fight card, it's supposed to be Alexander Rockets versus Jan, which is crazy that they're bringing a fight night to Ohio, the first one in the United States with fans, and we're in Ohio, and we can't get Stipe out for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying, man. What the fuck? Makes no sense. But no, if I'm Tom Aspinall... Ooh, would you like to see say little heavy? I know we don't do these anymore. Heavyweight tournament. You ready? Uh huh. Stipe versus Ty, Cyril Gom versus Tom Aspinall. The winners of those fights fight for the interim belt. Okay. I know. <laughs> I know. No, John Jones. I'm just trying to think for Tom Aspinall. Like he's six. Derek Lewis is above him, but Derek Lewis just lost. No, dude, it's like a Tekken battle, right? So, like, they go through this tournament. One of them wins. And at the end, it's like, but you have one more challenger. And then John Jones appears right after the match. See, John and he Jones has to fight him a, right there. He's the wrench over everything. Literally. Like, no one knows how good he's going to do. We did this last time, right? And we both agreed. We said John Jones beats everyone but gone, right? Basically, yeah. Do you do you change off that? Do you think gone? Do you think John Jones beats gone now that we saw John Chiril gone couldn't stop a takedown from Francis or couldn't easily on the ground? John Jones easily. beats him up now, right? Oh yeah, he beats his ass now, on the feet too. John Jones versus Tom Aspinall. Who you got? Uh if it's a Tom Aspinall of right now, I would still say Jones. It's a tough. Is that John Jones' toughest fights in DC? Because I think all, his, his fight is Francis. I don't know. Okay, the thing about we're like right because Fran, it's a different Francis now, right? It's not 
It's not just knockout Francis. He has wrestling. He can stuff a takedown now. The problem is he has no he's no ground offense. He's not but that is that the next evolution of Francis, right? Is he gonna come back and start ground? He's like training he, with Mark Coleman, right? He didn't ground and pound at all. He didn't look for submissions. He just held him. Yeah. And now, he was uh, also maybe, hurt, right? So he was also that was hurt. torn both ACLs, so it's like and he might have surprised himself. Like, he's like, "Oh shit, I actually got the takedown." I'm gonna because Rogan was piecing him up on the feet. It was bad. Yeah, and, but he still had like a lot of power to just manhandle that guy, just fucking put him down. The and then Gon like, just said nothing. We've not seen Aspinall like it's like a it's like the Hazmat thing, right? Because Aspinall hasn't really been hit at all. Like Volkov didn't really get to him. Uh huh. So it's like, how does he? How would Aspinall feel? Like, is this speed and stuff good? But if he gets hit by a Cyril Gone punch or one Francis punch. Can he take it? Well, the only guy I've seen take a Francis punch is Stipe. I guess Cyril Gone too, but Stipe as yeah, well. Stipe in the first fight ate them all. Yeah. Second fight, he almost ate them all. Then he took a fucking clean one. What a disgusting. <laughs> oh, that knockout was amazing. That's probably why Stipe isn't fighting yet. He's still having nightmares of that night. So I'm going to give this guy some time to recover mentally too. I'd be fucking terrified. If I fought someone like that and then that happened to me, I don't know if I'd go outside. Like, that thing exists. <laughs> he falls back on his leg, too. Uh-huh. It was, oh, God. Yeah. I fucking... That moment will live on forever. Not not the knockout, necessarily, but the exact moment he stuffed a takedown, Francis did, and the whole world just went... <gasps> at the same time. <laughs> you felt the air come out of the world for a brief second <laughs> and then like Stipe is fucked and then everyone knew it right then and there I think Stipe knew it too and it's just over we forgot about Derek Lewis Derek Lewis took a Stipe he took a Francis Ngannou punch probably just one and then he didn't throw a punch again yeah then he just kicked Francis in the body for like five rounds God, that was one of the worst fights ever <laughs> I watched that whole thing man I think I watched that live it was uh Talk talk about just it was just strange. Yeah, I think Rogan that at best is more like an anomaly to see these two guys just basically standing around not doing anything. That was the DC Stipe two fight, right? What was that fight? Was that on the DC Stipe two card or the first DC? No, it was on DC DC Stipe one, right? Uh... DC wins, and then Brock Lesnar goes because he comes out. He's like fucking Ganu, fuck Lewis. No, no. I think that was its own. Well, I think that was on a fight night card because it was a five rounder. I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up. I know we're poor Tom Aspinall. We're no longer talking about him. Hey, you know we just we're just rolling with it right now. That's what we do here at the Nerds no, of Night it was podcast. Three rounds. UFC 266. Yeah, it was on DC. It was on the first DC Stipe card. It was a come. It event. just. It must have just felt like five rounds. Honestly, <laughs> I think it's probably all. Shout out that hey, look at that card though. DC beats Stipe. Derek Lewis beats Francis. Mike Perry beats Paul Felder. <laughs> Anthony Pettis submits Michael Chiesa, and Cleo Roundtree Jr. knocks out Gokan Gokan Saki. R.I.P. Gokan. What a fight! What a card. Paulo Costa beats Urahal on the undercard. Dan uh, Hooker that was bullshit. Dan Hooker knocks out Gilbert Burns on the prelims. Yeah, that was feather or that was uh Gilbert was still lightweight. Yeah. Look at this. What a time. What a what a fight. Dude, that Uri Hall fight pisses me off though. I don't remember. Like no, so I remember that fight very well. So the whole fight, Uriah was working the body, like with jabs to the body super well. It was actually gassing Paulo. He was piecing up really well. Then Paulo hit him in the dick twice in that fight. Mm. And then he went on to finish him with body shots later. I'm like, this motherfucker got away with murder right there. Uriah was kicking his ass. Paul just sucks. <laughs> that's, what <I'm> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. He's, he's he's a big scary guy and all, but man, yeah, Uriah Hall was beating his ass in that fight. I don't care what anyone says. Go back and watch it. Like he was, Uriah Hall's the man. I still remember Paulo Costa. Oh, I think still remember. My favorite part is in the him versus Vittori lead up where he misses weight, and then mm-hmm. Vittori's like, "So what do you weigh? Why are you worried about it? Why are you worried about it?" And he's like. We have to see. We fight at a weight class. What weight are you gonna fight at? And he's like, you're scared of me. You're scared of me. 
what do you want? He's like, just fight me. He's like, I will fight you. What am I? What, he's like, what are we weighing? He's like, why don't you want to fight me? You don't want to weigh? He's like, you worried about my weight. And I love the, the dude they do in the interview. He's like, well, you have to. What, what weight class is going to be at? I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about the weight. Apparently. Oh, I, like, what the fuck was that all about? God damn. That was so weird. Because he missed. He <laughs> mi- said, I can't fight at 185. You have to fight me at 195. And Vittori's like, yeah. And then he, like, the week of the fight was just like, like the Wednesday before, he was like, oh, actually, I need to fight at 205. And then Vittori's like, okay. And then he's like, he's scared of me. And he's like, what? I just accepted. I'm. We've got 20 pounds. <laughs> Literally. No, I know that, but I was, like, I was just trying to figure out why he couldn't make the weight. I mean, I know the dude's impossibly large. The guy shouldn't. Not- I think he's just lazy. You think he got lazy? Well, that's it was it. like. Look at the fucking guy. There's no way he's lazy. There had to have been something else. And then Dana White said Paulo Costa will no longer fight at middleweight. He has to fight at light heavyweight. I don't believe that. Light heavyweight Paulo Costa wins the belt. No. Light heavyweight Paulo Costa fucks up Anthony Smith. God, no. Light heavyweight Paulo Costa gets fucking murdered. He gets eaten alive. By who? By Yuri Prohaska, our future uh, by, champion. Probably by Jan Blachowicz, to be honest. Over to Shara. Nah, just Jan. He doesn't make it past Jan. I want Jan to get the belt again. I like I like Jan. I like Jan. I don't know. It's, it's, it's great getting Clover as the champion, especially since I predict these things. And it's, it was great to see. It's Clover. nice what you can do when John Jones is not in your division. That's what I'm saying, dude. So much freedom. I'm looking at this now, and like I think Paulo Costa does get fucked up in light heavyweight. Like Dominic Reyes might fucked up <laughs> Dom- Paulo Costa. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like the people are too big, and you gotta think Paulo's got like T Rex arms. So yeah. he's gonna get fucking jabbed. If you're right, Hall can give him problems on the feet. Like imagine like a Dominic Reyes. The problem is a lot of light heavyweights though, like Diego Santos and Anthony Smith are just big middleweights. So he'd fit in. He'd fit in with like the mid the mid crop. Bro, you just said it right there. Paulo Costa versus Tiago Santos. Let's make it happen. Once again, I like Tiago Santos and I don't want to see him get knocked out again. He wouldn't do he'd capoeira kick Paulo Costa's head off and it would just that'd be it. You know, He's lost four of his last five, Tiago Santos. I don't like to think about that. John Jones, Glover, Rockich beats Johnny Walker, and then just lost to Magomed and Kalayev. That Glover fight, though, I would say, I think this happens a lot where we just remember the end result. And all Chris's credit to Glover, though, because Glover versus Santos and Glover versus Anthony Smith, on both of those fights, the first two rounds, Glover was getting his ass fucking kicked. And then he just yeah. shoot. Then in the third round, he just ragdoll. He remembers he could wrestle. Ragdolls him, chokes him out. Because that, that fucking Anthony Smith loses all his teeth. That second fight, the sec, the 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 Glover Santos fight in the second round, Santos like I thought like the fight could have been stopped. He would have, he was gassing himself, just beating the shit out of Glover, and Glover was just yeah. Glover's covering and like du- ducking, and he's just gassing it, and then he starts just throwing these nasty body shots, round ends. Comes out and then Glover just ragdolls him, chokes him out. <laughs> Dude, second to third round Glover is a monster, man. Yeah, except when he fights John Jones. Apparently, John because he can't wrestle John. So no one can wrestle John. No, the only one that can Maybe. beat John is the court of law. That's it. Just John Jones and John Matt, Jones ha- Matt John and Jones. Matt Hamill's head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they didn't ban head headbutts to the arm. That's good. Unless you're getting DQ'd on an elbow, <laughs> the things that can beat John Jones, USADA, a court of law, and that's it. Yep. There I'm you go. Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> and Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen. Five Chael Sonnens. Yeah. <laughs> I can't let you get close. <laughs> he did break John Jones' toe. Just imagine if they said, John Jones, you can no longer poke people in the eye. He'd be screwed. They pretty much did. They got rid of the the hand extension rule. Like you can't stick your hand out if like it's just if it's not in a fist. Really trying to keep John Jones down. Mm-hmm. Did he just get another DUI though recently? Um, or was it, uh, or was it his wife thing that happened? No, the wife thing passed through and it was all dropped. Is he somehow. still banned? Is he still banned from Jackson Week? As far as I know, yeah. I haven't seen any videos on Jones, so I have Jackson, no clue. Greg Jackson would still corner John Jones, right? Just no Mike Weekland, John? <laughs> Possibly. 
John Jones uh, goes to Team Elevation to train with the uh, fucking what's his name? Oh God, what's his name? The guy that Justin Gagey's coach and Carl Usman. Oh. That's, that wasn't Whitman, was it? Yeah, Trevor Whitman. John Jones goes to yeah. Trevor Whitman and just becomes – it comes out and just starts starching people in, like, one round. <laughs> we get killer John Jones back. Nah, dude. Jones is going to join American Top Team. We're going to see him in AEW here thought, before yeah, long. I they're going to say Jones goes and joins AKA. Uh. <laughs> Jones with his head coach, Daniel Cormier. <laughs> Jones with Cormier and uh, – and, uh, Fucking Cam uh, Velasquez and uh, Khabib in the corner, dude. If anyone can get John Jones or anyone can get Cain Velasquez out of prison, it's John, John Jones. John Jones, like, listen, just say you shot your wife; they'll let you out. <laughs> That's totally fine. It's they'll totally drop fine. the charges. Yeah, Trust me, I've done it several times. <laughs> say you're on coke. Yeah, you, you just you you weren't insane of mine. You were really high. <laughs> No, yeah. Tom Aspinall, get back to the card. Um, God, baby, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tom Aspinall's got a whole... He's definitely in the top tier of heavyweights. He scares me. He's a complete package. Uh, I just want to see him go longer in fights. That's that's the only knock on him. He's just It's too quick. And it's not bad. It's just I don't know how he'll... Re- it's the Francis thing, right? Like when Francis first fought Stipe, it's like you don't know how he's going to be. Is everything going to carry over in the third and fourth round? I hope so. I mean, he looks he looks good. He looks fresh. I mean, obviously it was the first round, but I mean, yeah. How he was how he was able to throw so much and then get the takedown and then immediately get hunt, that hunt straight armbar. Immediately hunt for stuff because he had the Kamora the first time. It's like he doesn't lay down. He's immediately switching positions. Yeah, he snagged the snagged the side control and just just snagged that arm. That was it. Like it was so quick. Like I, I mean, unless he is just a really quick starter, maybe he does gas in after like the second round or something. But I've never, I don't know. Like I've, I don't know how he was on the regional scene. I don't know if he ever went five rounds as a champion or anything. Right. But yeah, dude, from what I've seen, it was scary. I'm gonna look that up real quick because I just had his stuff. I'm gonna see how he. Let's see, so UFC. Even including regional scenes, the longest he's gone in a fight was the second round. Mm. And that was against uh, a fight he got disqualified, a.k.a. John Jones. He hit a illegal elbow. Oh, my God. <laughs> His only loss he got – so that's a that counts the loss, but it's a DQ loss. His only loss is he got caught in a heel hook on the regional scene in his, like third, in his fourth fight. Oh, okay. And then since then, he well, he's every fight he's had, he's got a hundred percent submission rate or finish rate. He has submitted someone in a heel with a heel hook. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, knockout TKO, 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 choked out Andre Ovlowski, TKO Sergey Spivak, submissioned armbarred Volkov. God. And on the Arlowski fight was a second round. Well, and that was a nasty fight when he took him down just. Basically, like, football tackled him against the cage and immediately took his back, choked him out. And the second he got it in, Arlowski tapped out, and then when he let go, you're, fuck! <laughs> love the pit. I love Andre Arlowski. Great guy. But, yeah, the regional scene's the longest he's been is the second round. Never been to a third round, ever. That's nuts. So, we don't we don't got a Frank Mir on our hands. We got a Shane Carwin on our hands with submissions. Hey, speaking of Frank Mir, isn't it crazy how much Tom Aspinall looks like Frank Mir? It's really weird, yeah. I don't like I was, it. I honestly yeah. don't like it. He's the second coming of Frank Mir. Brock Lesnar's coming back. Is that a good or bad thing for uh, <laughs> Tom Aspinall to be the second coming of Frank Mir? I mean, I mean, Frank Mir was a he was a two time world champion, wasn't he? I mean, <laughs> You're one not time wrong. or two time. He won the interim. He did win the interim. Yeah, he knocked out and uh, and submitted. You're Big right. Nog. You're right. He's a two time. I forgot he. Uh, he beat Tim Sylvia. Yeah. And then Stop crashes the- and then crashed his motorcycle and lost it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, he Which- He beat Big Nog. And yeah. he beat Brock Lesnar. I forgot he beat Brock Lesnar too. Yeah, debut fight due to due to Steve Mazzagatti. I think that's written in the official like <laughs> via Steve Mazzagatti. He won the fight. Yeah. And then got knocked out by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Knocked out by he- Shane Carwin. Yes. Shout out Shane Carwin for should have beating Brock Lesnar. I thought he, that fight should have been stopped. 
I'm, uh, yeah, in a sense, but yeah, I'm kind of glad Brock won because Shane Carl was boring as fuck. Uh, as a personality, yes. God, look how, <laughs> these cards are so ugly, bro. I'm looking at UFC 116, the Shane Carlin Brock Lesnar fight. Mm-hmm. The the yeah the the co event is Chris Lieben versus Yoshihiro Akiyama. Chris Lytle versus Matt Brown. That's not bad either. Stefan Bonner versus Christoph Zelzinski. Uh, George yeah. uh, Stropolois versus Kurt Pellegrino. Oh, is it George Stropolopicus? Yeah. yeah. Or the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Brendan <laughs> Schraub versus Chris Tuscher. Oh, shit. A Schaub fight. A Schaub fight. Old. That's how you know it's a car. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the early 2010s cards that were littered with Brendan Schaub fights. Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. Can you imagine Brendan Schaub was a was a highly touted prospect at he one point? Mirko, he beat Mirko Krokop. He did. And got a fight against Big Nog. It's fucking ridiculous. But at one point, Brendan Schaub was actually a threat. When he's 8-1. and one. <laughs> <laughs> then he, then he lost. Then he just got... He, he beat Matt Mitrione, but Matt Mitrione wasn't like anything either. And then he got knocked out by uh, Roy Nelson. And Travis Brown. And Travis Brown. Travis Brown. Wait, no. He, he got knocked out by Roy Nelson on the Ultimate Fighter, though, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, so yeah, it didn't yeah, count? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No, it ca- I think it counts. Was it? Was it? It was, was the, it fi- an, uh... it was the finale of Ultimate Fighter, so it's a real fight. Oh, so yeah, it counts. Okay. Yeah, and Travis Brown knocked his ass out, yeah. And then he retired. Then John, John, Joe Rogan told him on the podcast, I don't want you to fight anymore. I think you should quit. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking it's like like you think you, if you follow up against King Velasquez right now you think you could beat him like, I think you'd be surprised no I think you would be surprised I think you up <laughs> I said that quote for a long time <laughs> I think you'd be surprised he'd fuck you up god September of 2020, White said he'd make a mega fight between Lesnar and John Jones. Why couldn't that happen? Why Bro, couldn't that happen? That's what I'm saying. Jones would have fucked him up. But still, I would have loved to see it. We've gone off the rails here in the MMA podcast, but I love it. <laughs> Just like MMA itself, you know. Uh, so, uh, these things these things happen in the world of MMA. You'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> I am surprised. I don't even know what surprise means. <laughs> Guess this goes mine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was a card. It's one of the best cards uh in a long time. We'll we'll just for sake, just to say we did it. Let's run through. Um, we'll do a quick look at next week's fight night. I'll tell you right now. The next podcast we're gonna do is gonna be next week where we preview the pay per view. And we probably won't talk about this fight at all because who cares. But it's Curtis Blades versus Chris Dawkins in the main event. Um, yeah, Neil Magny versus Max Griffin. Joanne Calderwood versus Alexa Grasso. Matt Brown versus Brian Barberina. E. Latifi versus Alexi Olenek. Speak of the devil. Alexi Olenek? Hey. And Askar Askarov versus Kaikar France. You got Kaikara France back in here. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I not, think he's slowly making his way up. Not a horrible fight night, but not a great fight night. Uh, yeah, those are the Asker Askarov, Kaikara France is a fighter, a title eliminator, but then they just announced that they're doing <laughs> Davidson Figueredo, Brandon Moreno 4. I laughed as soon as I but saw not, that. I'm like, bro, they're never going to stop. <laughs> it's not that it's the fourth. It's the fourth in the fucking row. They've not fought anyone else. <laughs> It's, it's like, a joke at this point. They, these two guys. So what do you do if what do you do if uh, Brandon Moreno wins? Do you do a fifth fight? They probably do a fifth fight. They just keep going back and forth to trade the belt. It, it's got to be at least five fights. It's got to make up for all the Tony and Habib fights. I think. I think that's yeah, what's happening right they now. They have to fight for every time Tony and Habib got canceled. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then they also have to fight for every time a John Jones fight has been scheduled, rescheduled, or canceled. Yes, so we're at least gonna see at least, in a row. yeah, 
Yeah, they might never. Fight, they might never fight anyone again. No, they're just gonna retire after their sixteenth bout. They retire. They both put their gloves in the ring. Yeah, they just hug they, it out, and yeah. they both go to Bellator and fight again there. I would shit myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, don't put that in my brain. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it for the podcast. It was fun. Uh, you know, check us out on wherever. I mean, if you're listening to this. I don't know why. I was weird to plug a podcast because it's like you're already listening. Like who's listening to the podcast that's not listening to podcasts? But check us out wherever you can. Make sure to like and subscribe our YouTube channel. Uh, we got a very special podcast coming soon this weekend. It's uh, unlike anything we've done before, I should say. And I oh, don't know it? if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We might be canceled after the podcast, to be honest with you. I'm excited. There might have been alcohol intaked when we recorded. but Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Garrett, plug your stuff. All right. So, you guys want to check out the best Halo channel in the world, go to Phantom Films 100. That is Phantom with an F, all one word, with the number 100 at the end. I am working on this Friday's video right now. It's looking pretty good. Uh, I just released a banger called Jeffrey's Survival Survival Guide. I think it was Jeffrey's Survival Guide. Great, great video. Very happy with it. And I release shorts every day except Saturday. I'm very active on TikTok Monday through Friday. All Phantom Films 100 and Phantom Films 100 on Twitch as well. We've been playing a lot of Fortnite recently. I'm actually having fun, so that's a shock. But it's a, we're having a great time. Come say hi. I'd love to see you all here. And thank you for tuning in to the Nerds at Night podcast. Thank you, Garrett. Once again, my partner in crime will be back uh, next Tuesday. Uh, this podcast is going to go up on Wednesday, but we're going to record again next Tuesday. Uh, maybe to recap the fight night, if there's anything memorable, but mostly to preview UFC 273, the Korean Zombie versus Alexander Volkanovsky. And then the rematch, a year in the making, uh, Al Jermaine Sterling versus Peter no mercy, yawn. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know what we're going to do? Predictions. Can Garrett knock out of his get his predictions again and predict everything on the card like he did last time? <laughs> we shall see. I'm going to be putting money on this next pay-per-view, dude. I swear. I'm going to start <laughs> betting. I'm excited. If, if you get the predictions right again, then we're going to start. We're going to get we're going to get that DraftKings sponsorship coming through soon. Dude, I'm going to get so many fights right. I'm going to make chill send and blush. God damn. I can't let you get close. <laughs> that being said, you know how we send the nerds in our podcast. Go the fuck to sleep, everybody.